no bull. No Scotty, no Pippin, no Michael, no Jordan, no bull. No bull. No bull. Only real shit in my town. Not a fake niggas ain't round. No bull. Hello everyone and welcome to No Ball with me, Jimmy, from UK Chicago Bulls. Thanks for coming along and joining us. If you're here live or if you're catching up or if you're just listening on the podcast platform, as always, really appreciate all the support. We've had a great week for Bulls fans, so I'm really looking forward to this one. Doing something a little bit different today. The guy come on is not a Bulls fan, so don't hang up just yet. Don't stop watching now. He's a good guy. He's actually, well, I'll let him tell you in a sec, but um, he is the host of the Grit and Grind podcast, and I will let him plug all that as we go. But yeah, I'm really excited to have him. It'll be something a little bit, well, much of the same, talking the same sort of stuff, but from a different angle, we'll get a, a Lakers, oh, dropped a minute, a Lakers perspective. There you go. He's a Lakers fan. So uh, it'll be quite interesting. And obviously with the game tonight, it's good timing. So uh, without further ado, Mr. David Sago, how are you doing? Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. No, thanks for coming, man. I really appreciate your time. So I've ju- I was going to let you explain that you're a Lakers fan, but I've just dropped that in for you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, apologies for that. I'm still, a, I'm good still hosting. a rookie in this game. <laughs> no worries, no worries at all. So, yeah, you're a Lakers fan. So why, let's get straight to it. Why are you a Lakers fan? Let's start there. So I followed basketball through, uh, quite loosely, casually through the 90s. And then... Um, I basically got back into it when um, NBA Street Volume 2 came out. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, that was huge for me in, what was that, 03 or whatever, 2003. And so I knew about the stars, basically. Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, and those kinds of players. Allen Iverson as well. And I was like a casual Laker fan at the time. But because I got into it really at the end of the 03 season, when the Suns started to pick up they got Steve Nash that summer and they were playing really exciting basketball so I would I I like those two teams but then the following year is when Kobe blows up starts going nuts scoring all kinds of points against everyone and um, the two teams meet in the playoffs and it was kind of like a almost like a standoff for me as a fan like which way are you gonna go (laughs) and the Lakers were up 3-1 and then ended up blowing the 3-1 lead. And because I wanted the Lakers to win that series, that's how I knew that I was a Lakers fan over a over a Suns fan. I like that. So you just went with your gut. Yeah. That's cool. I like yeah. that a lot, man. It's, just, it's a similar story to mine. So obviously, I, I had a massive gap out. Everyone probably knows, so I won't bore you with the details. But for me, when I come back into it, I kind of felt that, because I hadn't followed it for so long, although I used to be a Bulls fan, I use that term very lightly back then, by the way, because as you know, it was very difficult to follow and everything else. But Mm. coming back in, I felt like I had a free reign to pick any team. And Mm. I watched all the teams and I I love Jay-Z. So I was like, oh, Mm. I could could support the Brooklyn Nets. So I watched a bit of the Brooklyn Nets and stuff. And it just, then I watched the Bulls and it was just like, 
that was the team that I really found myself like really invested in. I like, really wanted them to win, and whereas I was watching the others, just sort of a bit, you know, not really caring so much. So similar sort of thing. You, you just go with your gut, don't you? So yeah, that's the best way, in my opinion. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. Uh, well, I'm glad I did now because you know. Next suck, don't they? Let's be honest. <laughs> and I've, I've had years of misery since since 2015. I've had years of misery. Yeah. But hopefully the yeah. tables are turning now. Yeah, I've been tuning in, and it's it's been a hell of a show. Uh, yeah, it's a very very interesting team to follow right now. The Bulls. Just fun to watch as well. Absolutely. I kind of said at the start of the season, I don't know how well we'll do but will be really fun to watch. Yeah. And it turns yeah. out we're getting the best of everything at the moment, pretty much. So, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, absolutely buzzing. I am going to get straight into this. I'm going to call you out straight away, David, because I listened to your uh, previews on your Grit and Grind pod. And mm-hmm. sorry, we've got a couple of comments. Let me just touch on them. David's secret... <laughs> Who's that? Thomas Arnold's put... <laughs> Dave is secretly a Knicks fan. <laughs> Hold up, we've mentioned Knicks. We've got to do the. Yeah, let's hear it. Your favorite, your favorite player, Jose's in. Your favorite player is Manu Ginobili. He should be a Spurs fan. Uh, Thomas agrees. The Nets suck. <laughs> Zuglug's in. Evening, Zuglug. Thanks for joining us again, mate. Uh, Hot Sauce Junior, Chicago resident, checking in. Mad respect to the UK fans. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. That's awesome. Thank you. So, yeah, David, I'm just going to call you out, man. On your preview, and this is a direct quote from your very mouth, they are not going to play a lick of defence. <laughs> <laughs> How wrong was I? How wrong was I? Well... Listen, I went on the uh, Orlando Magic UK pod, which I seem to mention every week, but shout out to those guys. And Absolutely. I think it was Paul that asked me if what if I was worried about our defence, basically. Mm. And I said, no, I don't understand why so many are. And don't get me wrong, there were a lot of Bulls fans that were saying, oh, defensively we could be bad, but offensively we'll be amazing. I didn't mm. get it. I did not get it at all. I mean, we were adding Lonzo mm. Ball to the starters, who's a, who's a great defender. I think everyone would admit that. Caruso, obviously a brilliant defender off the bench. And for me, Pat Williams was going to be a real... Mm. He was going to have a real breakout year this year, and especially on the defensive end. But obviously, we lost him early on, but we're still bossing it on the defence. And it's... Yeah. To be fair, I wasn't worried that we were going to be bad defensively, but I certainly didn't expect us to be this good. Yeah, I think... You're right. There is some good defensive personnel there. Caruso is, as I know, so disruptive on that end um, and at the, point, at the point of attack. The Lonzo thing, I know Lonzo can defend well, and I knew Lonzo could defend well, but there were times in New Orleans where he wasn't showing the same kind of level that he's obviously showing now and showed in his last year at the Lakers. So I was wondering if maybe some of that was scheme over individual effort or maybe if the injuries had hampered his ability to like stick with ball handlers and stuff like that but he's been amazing he's been amazing at the point of attack I watched the Dallas game and he was really getting into Lucre and making things difficult for him in single coverage which was really impressive Uh, and I think he's just he seems to be stronger but hasn't lost any of his speed so he's yeah his his defense on the perimeter has really really helped you guys 
And then it seems like scheme-wise, it just works, right? A lot of the time, you do have those four players out there, the, the four big, exciting players, Caruso, Ball. I won't tell you the nickname I heard for them the other day. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, yes, I've Caruso, seen that a few Ball. times now. <laughs> <laughs> Caruso, Ball, uh, DeRozan, and Levine. Yeah. They, it's obviously not on the same level, but they, they kind of form that same kind of blanket defense around the perimeter that the Bulls used to have and have had at various points in the last 20 or so years. You spoke a bit earlier about Rondo, Wade, Butler, like they could do a similar thing. Yeah. And, and that's helped make up for any lack of interior defense. When Lonzo, not just his defense, man, his, his vision is... Is mm. unbelievable. I mean, Ron, Rondo was known for it, wasn't he? And he, a lot of his yeah. stuff, he reminds me of what, you know, I remember when, Ron, uh, when Rondo was at the Bulls, one of his post-game interviews, he said about, I've told them, they might not think I can see them, but I, I see everything on the court. Mm. That, to me, is Lonzo. He's, he's looking for the pass before he's got the ball. You know, he's, honestly, yeah. it's, I'm so... I thought Lonzo, again, I thought Lonzo was going to be good for us. And a lot of mm. Bulls fans, I say this every week probably, it seems like I say it every week, a lot of Bulls fans were desperate for him and putting so much pressure on him. And I thought they needed to temper that a bit because I thought it'd be too much. But he's excelled. I think he's shocked even Bulls mm. fans that thought he would be really good. He's been phenomenal. Yeah, he's he's been the best Lonzo that you could expect, right? Like, oh, if you um, look at what, yeah, what he's capable of, what he's capable of at the top end is exactly what he's shown with yeah. the, what, 40-plus percent shooting from oh, three. Which was um, never there before, was it, when he first came into mm, the league? That was the biggest issue with him. Yeah, yeah, but he's reformed his shot, and it, it just looks so pure now. I'm so um, probably I, I, He's probably our most important player, I would say. It's a bit of a... Oh, you think so? Important, not best, I would say mm, important. Yeah. Yeah, that, in my opinion, that's just my opinion. That's a, mm. maybe a bit of a hot take, but I think he's probably the most important player. Okay. Yeah, that, that's that's what I would say anyway. I've just realised, <laughs> sorry, uh, Jose's just in the comments now. In fact, is that Tom from your show, Thomas Arnold? They both are. Okay, Jose so and Tom, Tom have just come to show. cause trouble. Right, so <laughs> Tom's put, we all stand by our predictions. Right, Tom, in which case, <laughs> I'm going to call you out because this was your reaction when the, the balls come on uh, on your Eastern Conference <laughs> preview show. <laughs> Uh, I'm all out on them. I'm all out on them. So, Jock Horror, I've got the thing ready. He's a Knicks fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's go. Let's hear it. Let's... Yeah, Again, for the, for the fans in the back. <laughs> so, someone else that was out. Jose's in there. I can't remember what Jose said now. I haven't got anything in my notes. Oh, no, he did. He said he liked the Rosen pickup. So, shout out, Jose. But... That's a... Yeah, shouts to Jose. He's a Spurs fan, so he he knows what um, DeRozan's capable. He's, he's yes, watched him for the last few years. He's a Spurs fan. Yeah, of course he is. Mm. So he liked that pickup. So I was with him. Obviously, a lot of the national media, I mean, a lot of people, the GMs and stuff, mm. said it was the worst worst move of the offseason, which is still crazy. That's unbelievable. No, that's never the case. He's an all-star caliber player. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It seemed that the only people backing him were Bulls fans and Raptor fans. And I mm. want to say Spurs fans, but there's not enough of them out there to make a noise. So sorry, Jose. But it's just true, man. There's just not many out of you out there. You're the only one I can think of. You and Hugh Hopkins. 
are the only two <laughs> I can think of. So uh, Zuglu's put. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming we were talking about uh, Lonzo here. Sorry, guys. There's a, there's a thirty second delay with the comments. Uh, Zuglu's put. He should be banned from shooting inside the three point line or take some tips from Demarvelous DeRozan. Well, yeah, well, he's, he, when he gets inside that three-point line, now he does seem to look more for the pass than the layup or the shot. But um, yeah, he's yeah. Back, that is Lonzo he's talking about. So mm. uh, Tom still stands by your words. So uh, that's great. I'm, I'm really happy for you, Tom. How's those Knicks doing? <laughs> How's Julius Randle doing? Because he's meant to be the next Michael Jordan from last season, what I heard, <laughs> until he got to the playoffs and completely froze and hasn't come alive since. <laughs> ah, ah, I love ranting about the Knicks. <laughs> In fact, for those that don't know, uh, me and Martin from Knicks UK have got a bet on which team will finish with the best record. And whoever loses has to go on. I think we're going to do it maybe on an NBA UK fans Instagram live. Whoever sure. loses has to go on it with the opposing team's jersey. That's, that so sounds like a lot of fun. If I was Martin, <laughs> I would get that new City one with Caruso on the back because I've just ordered that today. So he's going to need that come uh, come end of the season. <laughs> but yes anyway I've slaughtered you guys enough I love your pod so that is just joking although your predictions were terrible <laughs> <laughs> last week we had Liam Chapman on who done we, we do at the end of the show I don't know if you've heard so we pick the games for that week and the guest will pick a, a record that they think the games and I'll pick one mm-hmm. so Liam said three and one mm-hmm. and I said two and two and Liam was bang on Absolutely bang on. He said we would beat the Nets, which we did. He said we'd beat Dallas, which we did. He said we'd probably lose to Golden State, which we did. And then we'd beat the Clippers. Absolutely bang on. So fair play, Liam. That's that's good to yeah. shout. So yeah, the, did you see the the Brooklyn Bulls? I know you because you watch most of the games. So you can only watch the highlights. But um, did you see yeah. that one? Uh, yeah, as I said, I saw the highlights of it, and it did just look like. You guys just outran them, just ran them over, kind of thing. And I think, I mean, looking at it, the even just the end score line, you can see that not only did you guys run up the score, but you were able to hold them under a hundred points. And I know the Nets haven't gotten going yet this season, but anytime you can hold a team with Durant and James Harden on it to under a hundred points, you're doing something right. You say it says it all when you're right. They haven't really got going, but they're still mm. second in the East with 10 and four, which is exactly. quite scary, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we won, you know, this, this was from, I didn't see at half time. I didn't think we were going to win it. I must be honest. And mm. the fourth quarter, man, that was just, we come out in the fourth quarter, just a, on a mission, absolutely on a mission. And just like you said, we run them off the court, really, to be truthful. Mm. That was just and an awesome watch. That's a bit of a pattern with you guys, right? Having watched the end of the Knicks yeah, game where you you brought it back in the fourth. Uh, what was the other one? The Clippers game, they cut it to two, didn't they? Yeah. And then you guys pushed the lead back out again. It, it seems like when it's go time, the, the team really rallies. Hot Sauce Junior, yeah, the fourth quarter balls are no joke. Absolutely right, man. <laughs> I'm going to say this, and I haven't got stats to back it up, and I could be completely wrong, and someone may call me out on this, but we've probably got the most clutch games going into the final five minutes and the game being five points either way. Mm. I would say the Bulls must have the most so far this season. If it's another team, then I'd be really, I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd be really surprised. Zig Ziglug's put the Boston game as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I was that was on a Monday night and I was I think I had Sam on the pod and um mm. 
I had no intentions of staying up for the game because I was absolutely shattered from work and stuff. And I was just editing the audio to get it out to podcasts. And I was sat here with my iPad on and it was like mm. all of a sudden it was one o'clock in the morning. So I put it on and I was I was finished and it got to half time. And then it got to the, I watched the third quarter all in fully, fully uh, concentrating. And I must yeah. admit, by the end of the third, I was like, oh, I think I'm just going to go to bed. I've had enough. And yeah. I didn't, for whatever reason, I didn't. <laughs> if I'd gone to bed, I would have been absolutely fuming. Um, yeah, just the fourth quarter, yeah. But they, they, it's the slow starts that were killing us. And mm. this week, they haven't got off to such slow starts, which has been good. I mean, the Dallas game, which I got up next, we beat them by 10 in the end. Again, we, stay, we stayed with Dallas in the beginning. And that's, mm. that's the key. You let these teams like Dallas, teams like Brooklyn... Clippers, any of them, you let them run away in the first quarter, you're going to struggle to bring it back. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. And like you said, Lonzo kept Doncic in check. Yeah, quiet. You don't really keep him quiet, but you, you mm. try and you try and hold Make him up. Tough. He's been unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Another one mm. which we haven't touched on yet is obviously Caruso. And how did you feel as a Lakers fan that they didn't do more to keep him? It was a. Uh... It was a business decision. So as a fan, I obviously wasn't happy about it. I kind of understand that the team wanted to get more offense in. I think that was also a priority the summer prior, uh, bringing in Schroeder and and Trez, Montrez Harrell, thinking that they could be a tandem that could um, support the offense if Davis was out or LeBron was out, and it just didn't pan out that way. But I think, Although Caruso is limited on ball, like he does so much defensively to spark your offense that it it would have been worth keeping him around at the number that, that he ended up getting from the Bulls. And listening to the, the old man in the three podcast, he was a guest on this week. That's right. um, he did take the offer back to the Lakers and ask, even if they couldn't match it, if they could get close to it. And they just they just said no. And I think what what ended up happening was they had a choice to make between Caruso and THT, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, who I'm sure most people out there will be like, wait, what, who? But uh, yeah. he's um, <laughs> he's like 20 years old. Uh, this is his third season with the Lakers, uh, super young, and maybe 21 years old. That math doesn't check out. And I think they have a bit more faith in what he can be offensively combined with his long wingspan defensively. Um, and they just made the choice of him as a young guard wing over over Caruso, who's a bit older, um, is a little bit more limited on offense. But with the, the clip that Caruso's shooting from free, I know it's not on huge volume. The athleticism, the basketball intelligence and the defense, like he's he's a really, really good player. And I'm, I'm glad I'm almost glad that he's flourishing away from the Lakers. Same thing with Lonzo as well, because when the Lakers talk about him as being really good, then it's, oh, but you're a Lakers fan, you're biased, you're just talking up your players as you always do, right? He's And then they become overrated. Now that he's on the Bulls, um, there's less hate nationally and internationally. People can see him for the player that he is. So I'm glad he gets that opportunity. Yeah, 100%. That, that makes it. I mean, I, I loved Caruso. The first time I really watched much of him was in the finals series with Miami um, mm. last last year that was wasn't it well season before last yeah you know, but last year yeah and I was 
blown away but I loved him absolutely loved him I loved everything about him I love even like his look and obviously you know people mm. he doesn't look like a basketball player and stuff but I was just obsessed with watching him it was bizarre and he wasn't yeah. even playing for my team when we signed him I was so happy we got him yeah and he sure as hell hasn't disappointed absolutely not at all so, Leading uh, the league in steals off the bench. Yeah. How often does that happen? Crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. Legit <laughs> shout for a six-man if he carries on. But then, yeah. Willie, because that's more of an offensive. It's a tough race this year as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hot Sauce Junior put Caruso's revenge game tonight. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm scared. I'll be honest, I'm scared. Are you really? <laughs> I, I don't actually get scared, but the Bulls, with the way that they can play on both ends and the fact that you guys can really defend. I think that those are the the tougher matchups for the for the Lakers. The one advantage that we do have the ace in the hole is obviously Anthony Davis playing against your depleted back line. Yeah. Uh, sorry, front line, depleted front line. We we're not um, we're not got much height in the team at the moment. Yeah, and he just feasted on the Spurs who had the same issue. So hopefully he'll he's still out for blood. <laughs> It'll be interesting if Caruso starts tonight because he started last night, so they kind of yeah. played the three guard lineup, which was super small. Yeah. Uh, if we do that tonight, we could be in for a shock off the tip. Who knows? Who knows? But um, it's so nice to hear other teams saying, "Oh, I'm worried about the balls." You know. Yeah. I've, I don't yeah. think I've heard that since I've started following again in the last six years. So it's it's awesome. Yeah. Honestly, I can't, <laughs> I can't I can't tell you how buzzing I am like this morning because. I don't get to watch too many games live, unfortunately, because life and work just gets in the way. Of course. Um, I try to do at least one a week, two if I can. Mm. Um, I try and do at least one a week, but I couldn't last week because of work. We're just so busy. Uh, mm. So I've just been getting up sort of an hour and a half earlier and watching it before I go off to work. And this morning when I watched the Clippers game, mm. I, I literally I just grinning from ear to ear, just... <laughs> After and I just, every time I think about it at work, it's so sad. But I just get really excited. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, and as a Lakers fan, it's good to see other fans getting the chance to see their teams win and and enjoy it. We <laughs> we get we get a lot of flack, you know. I, I don't know if you've heard. We we win a lot of championships and stuff. So it's good to spread the happiness the, around. The last one, <laughs> the last one doesn't count though, does it? <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> oh dear. No, no, I'm only messing. I'm only messing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the one disappointing, disappointing game uh, last week was obviously the Warriors game. I don't yeah. think it was a shock to anybody that happened. The only surprise was we didn't play very well at all, to be truthful. Mm. we That was mm. the worst game we've played probably, including preseason, I would say. But I'm glad in a way that we had that performance against the Warriors who you kind of expect to lose to anyway the way they're playing other than against you know the Knicks dare I say it or one of these other teams who we should be competing yeah. with yeah that was the only thing but yeah what did you see much of that game or yeah I watched it and I, I think I think what people still fail to see is that the Warriors are and have always been a defensive team and everyone sees Steph in the threes and Clay in the threes and all of all of the spotlight is put on that side of things. But under Mark Jackson, they were a great defensive team. Under Steve Kerr, they've always been a great defensive team. And last season, they were fifth in defense without much defensive talent. And then this year, I think they're top two in defense. And Draymond's making a real claim for um, defensive player of the year already. 
And I think that's what happened to the Bulls. They just got stifled. Um, Wiggins is out there as well with his length. Although Steph isn't the most physically gifted defender, he's intelligent. He knows um, how to play passing lanes and he knows how to stay out of trouble as well. That's one thing that they do more, better than anyone. If you ever go and watch them in the playoffs or in the finals, especially back when they were getting to the finals every year, and the way that they move Steph around the, the away from the ball um, on the defensive end is like as as beautiful as that Lonzo pass was to Levine for the 360. That's the defensive version of it, right? It's like yeah. defensive highlight after defensive highlight, just an absolute exhibition on how to how to communicate on defense. A hundred percent, man. The only thing that I was happy with in that game was that Otto Porter Jr. didn't drop 15 threes. I think he went one for four. One for four, I think he went. Yeah, one for four from the three, which was great because I think the game before he did go off. And yeah. he's been doing quite well for them in general, I think. Yeah. But I always said if Otto had stayed healthy, he probably could have done really well for us. But it just it wasn't to be. It wasn't to be. Yeah. But yeah, he didn't yeah. go off. But yeah, I mean, Curry, man, you just can't. You can't help but admire the greatness, can you? You you can't. Unbelievable. He's already the front runner for MVP, isn't he? I think he has. Um, yeah. He's yeah. He's. I mean, what more can be said? He's just so exciting. Um, you just you. There's nothing you. If he's on, it's it's over for you. There's nothing the defense can do. You know when someone's great when you're watching your team take an absolute hammering, but you're still sat there with your mouth open just admiring. Yeah how good he is yeah yeah that that shot we've all seen the picture i'm sure with him (laughs) he threw it up turned around to the crowd pointed at the crowd and the ball was still in the air yeah and it's yeah everyone was saying it could be one you know it's up there with the most iconic photos in nba history and i'm like yeah (laughs) absolutely even though it was against my team like yeah absolutely fair play and and that's in the regular season right like how many of those shots (laughs) Uh, like how many shots go up during the regular season and just yeah I don't mean, come that, close that, to a moment like that to have to have the balls to do that is I don't care mm-hmm. how hot you are to, to do <laughs> that and be so confident because if that if that doesn't drop you're a meme for life like that's who's you know the what? guy um uh, Nick Young, Laker. Nick Young, yes, it was Nick Young. That's <laughs> right, yeah. And it's just—I mean, that—that that will never go away. That meme. So it's just. Yeah, uh, apparently Steph did that in another game last week, where he turned to the—he turned to the crowd and it missed, but no oh, one. Really? Yeah, no one cared. No one. It just got swept under the rug because of Steph. Ah, oh, like, I didn't you, see that. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. Oh, well, that does um, the show then, obviously. Yeah, well, I didn't even see it. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's, that's yeah it does happen. That's really surprising. <laughs> but no, the man is absolutely great. And I've always, like, I'm, I'm one of these people that, some people really think I'm weird for it, but All-Star Weekend, I actually prefer the three-point contest to the dunk contest. I just That's love, not weird. I just love watching shooters, man. I just always have. Hmm. And uh, yeah, Steph and, and and to think that Clay's not even playing and they're doing this well is yeah. pretty, is pretty scary. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I just love what. And again, I think now it's coming back to me. Didn't Clay when he broke the three point record in the game? That was against mm-hmm. us as well. That was against the Bulls. Oh, it was. Yeah. yeah, I remember watching that one as well. And yet again, that was. I mean, we were in a much darker place then with 
yeah. Jim. Let's get the boo button ready. Jim Boylan ready. <laughs> yeah, when Jim Boylan was in charge, uh, we were in a real dark place. Some of the some of the players we had, man. Oh gosh. Yeah. So watching that was quite tough actually because you're depressed at how much we stink but at the same time you're, you're watching greatness with clay and steph was even cheering him on on the sidelines and uh mm. apparently steve kerr had no idea that it was to break the record and when he dropped the one to break the record mm. everyone was going nuts and steve kerr was like what's going on and then he's like <laughs> oh has he just broken a record and steph yeah. was there cheering him on i mean it was steph's record he broke and steph was still cheering him on that's great. That's amazing support. That goes to show you the type of person that he must be as well. Yeah, and it's it was like symbolic of their whole entire run, right? Because they always, when anyone is close to any kind of record or someone's close to getting fifty, they they just get them the ball over and over and over again. And it, and it's funny that they don't like the coaches don't discourage them, and they're not like, oh, let's just you know play like the still. Zero zero on the scoreboard or anything like that. They they always play into it and it just helps them play with joy, right? Play with happiness, enjoy their basketball, and it just improves the their relationships. And it, it's just it's always electric those those games. I, I pretty much watched the Warriors in a similar way to the way I used to watch the Suns. Like there's there's just this excitement when they're when they're on and doing what they can do. And I I just like watching watching great basketball and that's that's certainly what they have. Uh, hopefully Clay comes back close to close to his best. Yeah, he doesn't even have to be at his best, does he? Anywhere, just anywhere close to it will be plenty good enough. Yeah. Um, but it must be so good playing in that team. When, like you say, when they're getting the support and the freedom like they have, it must just be so much fun. So yeah, for fun. Sure. But then I imagine the practices aren't that much fun. Um, could be wrong, but uh, maybe they go harder in practice to make the games a lot easier. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, we did have a great bounce back win last night. Again, yeah. uh, I say we like you're a Bulls fan. Bulls, of course, against the Clippers, which we just, yeah, I mean, we seem to be in, I don't know if you saw much of that one. It was obviously only last night, mm-hmm. but we, we seem to be in control pretty much from the off, in my opinion. I know they got, back, yeah. got it close a few times, but we mm. I just never felt in danger of losing this one, as arrogant as that might sound. Yeah, I I just think they didn't have quite enough weapons, and that they've done well to to have the record that they do um, with Kawhi out, obviously. But it just felt like one of those ones where you guys were able to control it just because any time they did get close, I think they kept cutting it to eight. They cut it yeah. to eight, maybe three or four times in the first three quarters, and um, any time that happened, either Levine would answer from the perimeter, or DeRozan would answer from inside or the free throw line, and and you were just able, like you said, to control the game and just keep them at bay. And that's obviously a lot easier to do when you're defending them well. And that's that's what I think you guys did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, DeRozan has just been phenomenal. He really has. I keep, keep touching mm. him. He's, he's, he might be our best player. He might be our best player. And I know that should be Zach. <laughs> and everyone said it, Zach. And I want to be loyal to Zach because he's all we've had for these past few years. No offence, yeah. Larry Markin, and You know I love you, bro. Um, <laughs> but Rosen might be our best player. Zach might argue that he's playing with a thumb injury. That's why. But mm. Rosen, it just looks so good, man. He looks it's, so good. Yeah, he scores easily. I think that's that's the thing. And because of that, he can always be in control. Uh, he's not, although he can jump out of the gym, he's not reliant on his athleticism. 
uh, his polished uh, mid-range game copied off of Kobe. He he because he can get to that shot anytime that keeps the defense honest. It allows him to go in there, pump fake, and then you're biting and he can get to the line easily as well. He's not going to be affected by the change of the rules uh, like a lot of other perimeter players are. So, yeah, he's just, he's so measured and he's he's a professional scorer. He's a professional scorer. It amazes me, you saying about his pump fake, how many times mm. it gets people every time. Every, every time. Every time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's because it's so difficult to block his shot with his athleticism, uh, the fade. Again, this is something that um, that Kobe talked about. Like you, the, if you get the right balance on your fadeaway shot and release at a high, high point, the defender can't guard it. But once they know they can't guard it, they try and guard it even harder. So as soon as you are about to go up, they're ready to to go up with you and try and get that block. And as long as you're going for that block you're going to get pump faked every time, yeah. every time. Yeah, that makes sense, man. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I still question, oh, I hate questioning Billy Donovan, but with the Knicks game, when they run the play for DeRozan to take that shot, in my opinion, yeah. uh, it should the ball should have gone to Zach and he should have run at Evan Fournier. I'll yes. probably argue with that all season long because he either, I, he either dunks on him, easy layup, or he draws the foul. That's my opinion. I, I absolutely agree. Even if the play was for Levine, for um, for DeRozan with Levine as a decoy, once they switched that matchup at the top, they they should have let Levine go. Yeah, because he, he, he was he he would have had a head head of steam as well. And yeah, he, he would have had a head of steam. Yeah, and it, the, at the very least, he would have got fouled for if sure. It, if it was down to a shot and we were against the time and it was a, a mid-range shot, then of course. Yeah. You would pick DeRozan over anyone in that team, probably anyone in the league other than Kevin Durant, like I've said many times. Mm. But yeah, in my opinion, they had they had enough time to do that. But it's done now. We gave the Knicks their little bit of joy for the season. Press the button. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> where's that button? Thank you, I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> did Luke put, uh, about last night's game Caruso did a good job on George absolutely yeah he kept yeah. all George quiet done a great job on him I say quiet I mean he still dropped 27 but yeah you know he, he, he managed to get to the line a fair bit but yeah that no, was definitely a good job yeah man for sure that was that was the biggest worry so yeah we go on to tonight's game against you guys against the LA Lakers I'm buzzing for that I'm going to get for that one it'll be my first live game for about 10 days i think something like that so i'm buzzing and it's an it's a 330 tip which some people go oh my god the west coast tips are crazy but everyone that knows i've said this before in a way i find them easier if i can get to bed at a decent time get to bed about 10 get up mm. at quarter past three time the game mm. finish six o'clock get ready go to work start my day and then right. uh, get home from work and probably fall asleep on the sofa about six o'clock tomorrow evening. But uh, yeah. I'm buzzing. <laughs> I'm buzzing to watch the live games. I don't know how, if you do watch many live games or. Well, um, the the nature of my work is such that if it's right now, I can't at all. Um, but sometimes work's a little bit calmer. There's less asked of me. Um, so what I would normally do is when it comes to the finals, I'll I'll stay up. And and but just in that period, yeah, I'll stay up. Otherwise, I'll normally just um, I've got a League Pass Game Pass on my yeah. on my iPad, so I'll just uh, either record the game if it was early enough, or or try and watch it 
I watch a quarter maybe at home before I leave, then watch uh, another section during half time. And if I get a bit of free time, I'll finish it off. Right. That means nothing like watching the live games. Shout out to Matt Hearn. Sorry, Matt, the comments are about 30 seconds delayed. So I've only just seen your comment on the thing a minute ago. But Matt Hearn, who's joined us, has put Billy Donovan's best, best decision so far was starting Caruso to lock up Paul George. Mm. Yeah, man, I think I think that's a great shot. I was quite surprised to see him in there. I'll be honest with you, it worked worked absolutely brilliantly. Uh, Hot Sauce Junior, do you got do you guys use a league pass for games? Yes, I do. I think David does as well. Yeah, it's brilliant over here. It's I think you can get the the full league pass for one hundred and eighty pounds for the year. You can watch yeah. any game live and on demand, or you can just get a team pass, which is uh, ninety nine pounds for the year. It's incredible value. It really is. Uh, yeah, includes obviously all the playoff games as well. So yeah, brilliant, brilliant value. But, yeah, I'm, like I say, man, I'm buzzing for tonight because I get to see a live game which <laughs> I haven't seen for, for too long. It's been over a week. So and with the Lakers, it's just a special game, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. So, do you know if LeBron's back tonight or is it? I don't expect him to be. I know he's been practicing. I think he was cleared for five on five a few days ago. I haven't heard anything through the wire yet that he's that he's playing, but that could obviously change pretty late we've still got a few hours to go uh before things are finalized i thought you guys were just resting him for 10 days before you played us <laughs> <laughs> saving him for this one <laughs> it's it funny be, actually it would be um, difficult sorry uh it's funny the we were talking about caruso and caruso actually said the game where he earned lebron's trust was against the bulls two seasons ago when um it was so the season that ended with the bubble it was around this time, actually. It was Lakers Bulls uh, in Chicago, and somehow the Bulls absolutely trampled <laughs> our starting lineup and were up like close to 20 points. And then Vogel basically gave up, took out all the starters, put the bench in. Caruso was part of a bench unit uh, with like Troy Daniels and all of these other players. Um, who were on the periphery of the team and they managed to bring the lead all the way back. And then he brought back in uh, LeBron and AD to, to close it out with a couple of the bench players sprinkled in still. Um, and I think Caruso stayed on the court and, and that you was the that start game, of right? the, yeah. I'm yeah, we did. If that was the game. I don't think it was, you know, when Jim Boylan, we, our starters or, you know, mostly our mm. starters were winning the game. Maybe it was then. And then mm. he put in the the bench towards the end of the game, and we ended up right. losing. I can't remember which game it was. I tried to forget all of Jim Boylan's games. <laughs> um, and in the post game interview, he said they, they, he was asked, "Why did you put your bench back in once your starters had got you back?" And he said, "These guys need to learn to win." But they lost. I mean, God. crazy, absolutely craziness. But God. part of me hopes LeBron does play in a way. Two reasons: one, because. I don't want them people to say, oh, you only beat the Lakers because LeBron didn't play. But the main reason, I would love to see him go up against Caruso because I know yeah. LeBron massively respects him. He does. And that, that, he would, does. that would be awesome to see those two guys go up against each other. So although it would be a much easier game without LeBron, make no mistake with that. Um, part of me would love to see him play. Um, yeah, just, just yeah. for that alone. Yeah, that would be awesome. But right, David, we're going to do... You know, we're touching it. We've done it last week. I'll pick, I've picked out a couple of players and the teams they played for, and you've got to try and guess a player. 
Not going to lie, guys, this was a complete rush job this week. I've been so busy today and it, uh, it's really easy and I'm sure David's going to smash through it. So I'm going to give a bit less clues away with regards to the years and stuff. And uh, I'm sure he's going to get it anyway. So we do a team, a, a player from the 90s or played, they played for the ball in this era. So in the 90s, one from the 2000s mm-hmm. and one from 2010 onwards. So the first day, and by the way, t- t- tonight they've I've picked players that played for both the Bulls and for the Lakers because uh, David's joined us obviously from the Lakers. So the first player he played for. In fact, I'm going to really throw this up because if I put it in order, you're just going to get it because you're you're a clever <laughs> man. I know your knowledge on basketball, so I'm going to mix it up a bit. So he obviously played for the Bulls. He played for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. He played for the Magic. Played, I think, very briefly for Seattle. Ooh. And that is it. And that's all. Horace Grant. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you know, you just string it out a little bit longer, yeah? <laughs> yeah, just you know, want to be sure. Horace Grant, man. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Brilliant. I don't need to go on anymore. The next player. So he played for Phoenix, one of your other teams that you still like watching. Uh, the Knicks. The Mavericks, Ooh. obviously the Bulls and the Lakers, uh, the Rockets, uh, Journeyman, and the Charlotte Bobcats. Uh, Trevor Ariza? No. No, he's never been a Bull. So he was drafted by the Bulls. He was a Ooh. second overall pick. Oh. Oh, that's completely thrown me off. <laughs> We've got him, guys. We've got him. <laughs> the Charlotte Bobcats. Oh, uh, Adam Morrison. No. No. Damn. Do you want me to throw some years at you? Oh, he was... Wait, he was drafted by the Bulls. He was drafted by the Bulls in 2001. Ah, Tyson Chandler. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I wasn't even thinking of him. Yeah. Yeah, played for the Suns. Yep. Yeah. Works out. Mavs. Well done. Fair play. And this one I think you're going to get really easily. But uh, we'll go with with it anyway. So he played for Mavs, Kings, obviously Bulls and Lakers, Hawks, and the Pelicans. Mavs, Kings, Hawks, Pelicans, Lakers, Bulls. Oh. And I'm missing out a big one he played for. But I'm not going to give you <laughs> Okay. That. You're going you're to give it, hold it, hold it out for a second. As soon as I mention that team, you're going to get it straight away. Mavs, Kings, Bulls, Lakers. Clippers. And you said the Hawks. Clippers and Hawks. He, the team I've left out were the team that drafted him. It's the Celtics. Yes, sir. It's Rajon Rondo. Is indeed. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it would be easy for you, but uh, yeah, yeah. I had to throw that one together last minute, so <laughs> we, we nearly got him on the second one, guys. <laughs> it's good fun, man. It's good fun. Well done, I wanted bro. to do Bulls right. players. I enjoyed last week's. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I thought I'd mix it up a bit and pick guys on both. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll have to get you back on later in the season, and we'll just concentrate sure. on the Bulls players and uh, try and throw a bit of a trickier one at you. <laughs> David, obviously, like I said, Liam last week, 
got got right three and one. You've got the teams yep. right as well. So this week we've got obviously Lakers tonight. We've got Portland yep. on Thursday, and we've got mm-hmm. Denver on Saturday, and they're all road games. Ooh, West Coast trip. Yeah, well, we've been on it since uh, the Warriors last week. So we've had obviously Warriors, yeah. Clippers, Lakers, Portland, Denver. So Lakers, Portland, Denver. What record do you think we're going to get from there? I'm going to predict. So what's that? Lakers, Portland, Denver. Ah, and then you've got the big one next week. <laughs> yeah, who's, who's that against next week? Knicks. Knicks Ooh. next Monday. <laughs> <laughs> love it love it <laughs> i have to predict uh, a loss to the lakers um of course. I, although you could definitely win that game it's just going to be a matter of whether um we're we're very turnover prone and caruso and those guys force a lot of turnovers so i could see that being a recipe for disaster but then as i said earlier the the ad thing with him being inside could be your comeuppance but I'm, I'm gonna take the homer pick there i think you'll beat the blazers especially with uh your perimeter defense against their perimeter offense i think you can contain them and they don't have an inside threat to take advantage and then denver's a tough one they've they've had some some interesting results lately they absolutely destroyed the blazers comfortably beat the hawks beat the Heat in that controversial game. And then again, with no Vucevic and Jokic being an inside presence there and being at the end of a West Coast road trip, those are like almost schedule losses. I don't want to come on here and say that it's going to be... You've got to do it, man. You've one got to be, honest, be honest to yourself. But I'm, I'm going to go one and two, and I hope the Bulls fans know that I say that respectfully. <laughs> After the man, he said we wouldn't play a lick of defense. Believe that, guys, you will believe anything. Okay, well, that's made my job easier because uh, I've gone yeah. two and one. Yeah. I've gone two and one. I, I think, personally, I think we'll win tonight. I think yeah. we will beat Portland Thursday, mm-hmm. but I don't think we will beat Denver. I think Denver are going to be too big and too strong, in my opinion. So, yeah, I'll go two and one. You've gone one and two. The guests are yeah. one up on me at the moment because me and I didn't do it with Dean first first time round because I only thought of it mm. the second time. Uh, neither me nor Sam predicted right the first time. And like I said, Liam got it right last week. So one nil to the guests. So hopefully I can claw one back. If I'm going to be wrong, then I want to go three and oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, I don't get to say it next week or predict, but I hope you guys smash the Knicks. Yes, you and me both. That deserves a cheer somehow. Let's just cheer that one. <laughs> we owe them one. We owe them one. And it's back in Chicago as well. So um, although it yeah. was in Chicago the first game, it didn't do us any good. Anyway, David, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate your time. It's been really good fun. Really good fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. And yeah, it is really good. And all the best with this stuff, man. podcast as well, actually, before you go, man. Yeah, so we are. Stuff. Yeah, we are the Grit and Grime podcast. Uh, it's at Grit and Grime Pod uh, across all socials, pretty much Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And then, yeah, uh, Grit and Grime podcast on any podcast platform. Yeah, just tune in. Yeah. We go and um, talk, guys. It's a good listen. It really is. Guys know their stuff. 
Apart from when talking about the balls, of course, on the previews, <laughs> but that's another story. No, they do. I... It's a good listen. It's a great listen. I came here to get educated, man. <laughs> You've come to the wrong place, man. <laughs> I say it every week, but I'm nothing more than a fan. I've not got a basketball mind or anything like that. I'm just purely a fan. So, um, yeah, I talk from the heart. That's about it. But, uh, yeah, no, thanks again, David. Really appreciate it, man. And uh, yeah. thank you, everyone, for joining us. If you've joined us tonight or listening back, uh, really appreciate it. So, yeah, thanks. Enjoy the games, guys. Hopefully we kick off with a win against the Lakers tonight and uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll go from there. But thanks a lot, David. <laughs> I will speak to you shortly. Take it easy. Cheers, man. Thanks, guys. Take care.